The Toby Gribbon Show. Highlights. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Alonzo Duraldi is a film critic, author and podcaster renowned for his expertise in Christmas films, having contributed his insightful perspectives to various media outlets such as The Film Verdict, The Rap, The Advocate and MSNBC throughout his illustrious career. And Alonzo is on the line with us here to talk all about Christmas films. How are you today? I'm doing great, Toby. How are you? I'm excellent, thank you. I'm very excited for Christmas. Oh, good. <laughs> now, it seems to be that Christmas films in particular are so embedded in our own traditions and we all have our favourites, don't we? So what is it about Christmas films, do you think, that makes them so special? Well, you know, I think it's just part of the way the season works. You know, we we all are kind of chasing nostalgia a little harder this time of year. And so we dig out you know, the recipes that we, of the food that we want to eat at this time of year. And we dig up the old Christmas songs and the sweaters and whatever else. And and so I think movies play a part of that. Um, we grow up in households where, you know, It's a Wonderful Life or White Christmas or Elf is appointment viewing. And, yeah. you know, you get older and you, you start your own household and you keep that tradition going. What do you think makes specific films so timeless? Well, you know, I, I think that, you know, as... As a, as a viewing public, we tend to be a little more open to things like sentimentality and, you know, magic even at this time of year. And there's something about uh, Christmas movies that will really scratch that itch, whether it's coziness, whether it is... Uh, you know, the idea of redemption, you know, of watching Scrooge or George Bailey or even Kevin McAllister sort of become better people and and yeah. learn to appreciate the people in their lives. Um, we, we associate those feelings with Christmas and we want to feel those feelings every year. And you mentioned It's a Wonderful Life and Home Alone there. It's interesting that it spans the decades, the films that we watch, don't they? Absolutely. You can have films that are nearly eight years old, but also more recent stuff that are somehow still modern classics and still part of our traditions. Yeah, I mean, I think Christmas as a phenomenon is this ever-evolving uh, uh, thing. So, you know, there, there's 
always you go back to even the medieval era and people talking about how well Christmas used to be better when blah blah happened. So yeah. uh, everybody always feels like they missed the best ones. That the, the there's something about the ones in the past that were really magical. And so you know when it comes to this time of year, suddenly you start hearing Andy Williams on the radio again when normally you wouldn't. You know, and you'll watch a black and white movie where maybe the rest of the year you might not as much. But at the same time, we're still constantly upgrading Christmas and coming up with our own spin on it and and building the traditions that future generations will wish they'd been here now for this one. And oh, yeah. so, you know, it, we're always sort of adding to the canon. And uh, and so that's where, you know, every, those lucky few Christmas movies that really latch on to the public consciousness every year will find themselves becoming part of people's go-tos, you know, in the Christmases to come. And what would you say are some of those specific Christmas films that maybe set the standard for the genre? Well, uh, you know, I think uh, in America, certainly a Christmas story has really kind of taken hold, which is really interesting because if you look at when that movie was released, uh, you know, 40 years ago, yeah. uh, it, it was kind of meant to be a sort of anti-nostalgia movie. They were tweaking the idea of the sort of Norman Rockwell, uh, you know, look back at the past where everything was idyllic and cheery and perfect and the movie was kind of saying well actually kids were bullies and kids were selfish and adults were oblivious and you know they're sort of poking a hole in it but in the 40 years since that movie came out we're nostalgic for that version of Christmas even if that version of Christmas was intended to be you know anti-nostalgic um, and then more recently you know this year we're celebrating the, the 20th anniversaries of both Elf and Love Actually and both of those films are very kind of old fashioned in one way but also very contemporary in another you know Elf is referencing like the stop motion you know Rankin Bass specials of the 1960s and it's got a, a very kind of innocent wide-eyed take at Christmas, but there is these, you know, the hints of actual 21st century New York, you know, cynicism kind of creeping into it. And and Love Actually, you know, is very much a post-9-11 movie. It's even, you know, mentioned by, it's referenced by Hugh Grant in the opening narration. Yeah. But it's also this very kind of old-fashioned, you know, sweeping holiday love story. Absolutely. And you mentioned A Christmas Story certainly being one of the ones that set the standard in America. Is there a difference between mm. America and Britain and other other countries viewing habits at this time of year? I think definitely. I mean, I, I know, like, for example, Germany, there's some old British comedy sketch that they play every New Year's Eve, and it's a oh, huge yeah. thing, you know. And I don't even know if I don't even know if the British watch that one anymore, but in Germany <laughs> they love it. Um, you know, I think I think Americans and Brits probably travel along fairly similar lines. Um, there like the nativity movies haven't really caught on here the way they have over there, those comedies. Um, you know, the the Holly and the Ivy is is you know, it has its pockets of love in the US. I don't know if it's one that you guys revisit there. It's a, a 50s movie um with Michael Redgrave. Um, but I think if anything, we're kind of always envious of how the Brits do Christmas. You know, from Dickens onward, you guys really seem to have <laughs> carved out this niche for yourself. And so we look at something like Love Actually, or we watch the annual Tesco ads on YouTube <laughs> and just think, oh, the Brits really know how to do it. It's all so bright and shiny. And the tables are laden with food. And, um, you know, I think I think there's almost a, 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 a an even 
even for, I mean, it, it's become a very secular holiday everywhere, but I think you guys have really taken it to the next level. And, uh, and so, you know, we, we look at this stuff from a distance and think, oh, that's, ooh, you know, and the weather's right, you know, because most of the U.S., it's not really cold. I mean, I live in Southern California, so I've never had a white Christmas. Um, you know, you guys are, everybody's all bundled up and the streets of London are all lit up and, you know, they look like something out of Love Actually or Last Christmas or one of those movies. And, and so, yeah, we can only watch in awe as you guys show us how to do Christmas. And it's interesting that the nativity films haven't caught on. And I guess that probably makes sense because they're a series of films that are so British and so relatable, really, to anybody who went to primary school in Britain, (laughs) whereas in America, it might not be like that at all. Yeah, I think, you know, in recent years, you you see a lot less, um, unless you're going to an actual religious-based school, you don't wind up doing a lot of nativity pageants, I think, because, you know, there's there's kind of a wall between church and state here. So public schools, or what we call public schools, uh, which are, you know, the government-funded ones, don't really do that stuff. Um, We also don't do panto here. So that's a whole other thing that you guys have (laughs) cornered that is just not uh, not an American thing. Oh, you're really messing out there. I know, (laughs) I know. And how do you think these modern Christmas films compare to the classics in terms of their storytelling and the impact that they have? Well, you know, it's it's always interesting to, to look back. Movies that we think of as now the sort of established classics excuse me, weren't necessarily big hits when they came out. I mean, It's a Wonderful Life was kind of famously a flop. It yeah. pretty much shut down um, Frank Capra's independent um, you know, film studio and it, you know, it lapsed into the public domain and then that's why it was wallpapering television in the 1970s when I was a little kid because the copyright had expired so anybody could show it and that's really when that movie found its audience and became you know embraced as the classic that it now is uh but even like a movie like white Christmas which was a huge hit the reviews were scathing you know and <laughs> I think very often you know Christmas movies when you know the, the the critics are not necessarily down for the the level of you know uh uh twinkly sweetness you might say that you get in these films so sometimes it it is kind of a a matter of history will decide you know and time passes and the audience will embrace what they what they embrace but i think we're always seeing the canon expand um you know lately there's been such a an onslaught of small screen christmas films uh, with the, the hallmark channel here pumps out like 40 new ones a year and Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. 
like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. You know, Netflix has gotten in on it and some other folks like that. Um, so I think it's harder to stand out in that field. But, you know, Christmas Story, Elf, you know, Love Actually, Bad Santa, Home Alone, these are all like relatively recent. And yeah. I think I think there's always a chance that a new movie is going to come in and sort of find that foothold and, and get people excited about it. And would you say there are any specific Christmas films that hold a special place in your heart? Oh, God. I mean, yeah. Look, I, would, I wouldn't have written two books. <laughs> about Christmas movies if I didn't love them. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, I, you know, I, I think among my my favorites beyond the sort of obvious ones, uh, I'm a big fan of the 1970 musical version of Scrooge uh, starring Albert Finney with the songs by Leslie Brickus. I think that's one of the most sort of gorgeously sweeping uh, uh, Christmas Carol adaptations I've ever seen. So often you see these movies where Victorian London seems to be about a block and a half, you know, and, and this yeah. movie... They, you know, they took up all of Pinewood, and there's, there's just a lot of a lot of a lot of real estate there, and it really, you know, gets to to feel alive. Um, you know, uh, there's a uh, there's a, a 50s comedy with uh, Catherine Hepburn and Spencer Tracy called Desk Set uh, that has a big Christmas party scene in it that's really great that I I like to go back to uh, on the regular. Um, there's a there's a French uh, comedy called La Buche about uh, a family with three sisters who have varying degrees of dislike of Christmas for different reasons and how things kind of come together for them over the course of a holiday season and, and not in the usual sort of shiny Santa kind of way. But by the end of the movie, they all do seem to be a little happier than they were at the beginning of the movie. And so there's that, you know. And you mentioned that you've written several books about Christmas films. What was it that prompted you to write these books? Well, the the first one, uh, Have Yourself a Movie Little Christmas, uh, came out in 2010 and there really wasn't another book out there like it. And so so as somebody who enjoys this genre, I thought it would be kind of fun to put together kind of a collection of, you know, uh, the obvious classics, of course. I'm going to have to write about, you know, Elf and, and It's a Wonderful Life. But I wanted to kind of shine a light on some older films that maybe people have forgotten about, like uh, Remember the Night, which is a comedy with with uh, uh, Fred McMurray and Barbara Stanwyck from the from – the, uh, I guess forties. Uh, that's you know really funny and and had kind of been lost for a long time that people hadn't seen it. There was no DVD of it, but now you can get it on Blu-ray. Um, but I also wanted to sort of widen the parameters of what people traditionally think of as a Christmas movie to include something like uh, you know I think Die Hard really broke open the dam for a lot of people about like thinking of Christmas movies in a different way. Yeah. But you know Stanley Kubrick's Eyes Wide Shut is a Christmas movie. Um, the Lion in Winter is a Christmas movie. Um, you know, Batman Returns is a Christmas movie. Like there are there are a lot of filmmakers that use the holiday and the, the imagery of the holiday in different ways. 
and to tell different kinds of stories. So they aren't all, you know, sentimental. They aren't all uplifting. They aren't all rom-coms or, you know, movies about Santa. And the question is, if you had to pick three must-watch Christmas films for people to watch this year, whether or not they are universally agreed upon that they are Christmas films, what would they be? Oh, gosh. See, the, the tricky thing here is that I think everybody's taste comes into play. I mean, I am not a big horror movie fan, for instance, but I did write a whole chapter about Christmas horror movies because there are some really great ones, you know. <laughs> um, uh, there are some great, you know, Christmas sort of like crime action movies, you know, whether you're talking about an old noir film like Lady in the Lake, which is a, a Philip Marlowe mystery, or something more recent like Kiss Kiss Bang Bang with uh, with Robert Downey Jr. and Val Kilmer. So, I mean, I, I, here's, here's what I'm going to say. I think everybody should try and pick three movies that they've never seen before. Because one of the things that's, that's cool about Christmas is, yes, every year we go back, we want to see the same thing. Like my husband is already like, we're watching White Christmas, we're watching Desk Set. I'm <laughs> like, yes, absolutely, we are. But, you know, I, I grew up in a household that had five Christmas albums. So my idea of Christmas music was basically Bing Crosby, Dean Martin, Andy Williams, the Boston Pops, and uh, uh, Perry Como. And so then get out in the world and go into record stores and find iTunes and be like, oh, Lena Horne and, you know, uh, uh, Pearl Bailey and and uh, the Swingle Singers and all these other different, you know, Esquivel, whatever, you know, all, there's so much Christmas music out there. Uh, I think it's the same way with movies. People think, oh, well, you know, in our house, we watch Elf or we watch A Christmas Story and we're done. Give yourself a few more and and maybe pick something that's, that's, that's uh, not what, you know, you're going to normally get shoved at you at this time of year if you yeah. like horror movies you know watch black christmas if you like musicals watch scrooge um there's just all kinds of different films out there if you like documentaries watch frederick wiseman's the store which is about the flagship neiman marcus store in dallas over the course of thanksgiving and christmas 1982 uh there's just all kinds of films out there that embrace the season in different ways and and they're waiting to be discovered absolutely how are you personally spending Christmas this year and what films will you be watching? <laughs> well, uh, like I mentioned, my, my husband, who just had hip replacement surgery, so we're oh. not going to be going too out and about because he's <laughs> uh, still convalescing. But uh, definitely watching White Christmas, definitely watching uh, uh, Desk Set. Um, I will probably throw Scrooge in at some point. And I really like watching old TV specials. Um, so I will be throwing in some vintage Andy Williams, uh, the King family, who were this like insanely huge Mormon family. Family that started out as four sisters in a singing group. And then they all had a million kids and all of those kids sing and dance and play instruments. So uh, those specials are nuts. Um, the new Hannah Waddington special for Apple TV plus is actually oh. a lot of fun. I just watched that. Um, and she's bringing that same theater kid energy that she brought to the uh, Eurovision song contest <laughs> yes. this year. So, you know, she's having a blast and that's a lot of fun to watch. And if you were a Ted Lasso fan, a lot of the cast makes uh, cameo appearances. Uh, so, so yeah, uh, there. You know, uh, I'm I'm going to be just soaking in it, and as I do every year, I will be watching all 40 of the new Hallmark Christmas movies. So that's going to take up a lot of my time. Yeah, well, Hannah Waddingham is all over Christmas this year. She's in the M&S advert as well, and the Bailey's advert. You oh, can't yeah. get rid of her. No moss growing on her. <laughs> no. Well, what are you working on 
at the moment. Do you have stuff coming up at Christmas and stuff in the new year as well? Well, this season is always a little nutty for me because I get asked on a lot of shows like this one to talk about Christmas movies. Oh, yes. uh, I, I am putting together uh, uh, ideally a, a new edition of uh, Have Yourself a Movie Little Christmas since that is now a 13-year-old book and there's been so much stuff to cut that's come out since then. I want to talk about Arthur Christmas some more because I don't think Ooh. people in America love that movie enough. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I, the, you know, the, 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 the next month or so is going to be a lot of conversations like this and, you know, watching Hallmark movies and talking about, uh, them with the deck, the Hallmark podcast, who I also collaborated with on another book called, uh, I'll be home for Christmas movies, which is about the Hallmark films. Um, and then in the new year, I have a new book coming out in May called Hollywood pride. Um, and it's a history of LGBTQ plus Hollywood, uh, off screen and on. Excellent. Looking forward to that. And Thank in the you. meantime, where can we find all your books that you've came out with already and find your podcasts and shows that you're going to be appearing on and all your critic work? Well, uh, I will be uh, posting. I, I, there is a Facebook page for my book, Have Yourself a Movie Little Christmas. And I always link to all of my podcast appearances and anything Christmas related that I'm doing there. You can follow me at A Duralde, A D U R A L D E on Blue Sky. Um, and you can get my books, Have Yourself a Movie Little Christmas, and I'll Be Home for Christmas Movies, wherever books are sold. Um, I do several podcasts, including Linoleum Knife with my husband, Dave White, who's also a film critic, um, Maximum Film on the Maximum Fun Network. And during this season, I do a weekly Christmas movie minute where I have one minute to, to power through talking about every single Christmas movie I've watched in the previous week. Wow. Um, I also do a show called Breakfast All Day, and I also appear regularly, like I said, on Deck the Hallmark. Um and uh, I guess that's everything. I'm trying to think, am I leaving something out? Uh, yeah, So, but, uh, you know, the 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 books are out there and, and uh, I am keeping very active this season. So I hope people will tune in and follow along. Yes, that's a lot of stuff. But many thanks for joining us today and have a great Christmas. My pleasure. Merry Christmas. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. The throbbing pulse of sound. The Toby Gribbon Show.